The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. How is everyone, all of my warriors out there, fighting for freedom for Americans with disabilities every day? What would I do without you? I would never make it. That's what would happen. And you know what? We have a warrior on the show today, and she is. Let me say this first. She is, you know my saying, the real deal. She is the real deal. So, did you ever wonder what happens to people when they are a victim of crime? What happens to their families when they need support? Or how about us? How about people with disabilities who easily become a victim of crime and, this is terrible, in nursing homes also? women with epilepsy who are sexually assaulted after having a seizure. I I mean, is that the most terrible thing to imagine, but it's happening? Well, I have the great honor of being on the board of the Center for Victims of Violence and Crime right in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I have as my guest today that warrior I told you about, (laughs) who is the real deal, the executive director, Ms. Stephanie Walsh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Joyce. It's good to be with you. And uh, in talking about lawyers, I think that you're the one that sets the role model. Oh, well, couldn't do it without you, Stephanie. (laughs) We all have our place. Remember, it's a big family, that's for sure. That is for Uh, sure. Hey, Stephanie, I wonder, first, could you tell our listeners what is the Center for Victims of Violence and Crime and how you became involved? The Center for Victims of Violence and Crime is a nonprofit agency that ha- that provides a full continuum of services to victims of all forms of crime and violence. It can be anywhere for uh, family members who have lost a loved one to homicide, to home invasions, to sex assault, rape, um, assault. And actually our major categories are are physical assault, sexual assault, uh, rape, um, and then burglary, robbery, and homicides. But we actually do all uh, all forms of uh, crime, and we provide uh, a whole continuum of um, services. And what we start out doing is uh, basically finding out from the person what's uh, what their needs are, because. Um, we have a variety of services that we can then wrap around that individual, that family, and that community. Well, uh, and 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 when you, how did you first hear about them? Well, actually, prior to, I've been with the agency, believe it or not, Joyce, twelve years this month. But I spent about twenty-five years working with high-risk families who were um, they were at high risk for either having their children removed and or having their children returned to them. 
And through those years of uh, providing services and uh, family therapy and um, family uh, crisis intervention, I over, some of my cases overlapped with this agency. And I know that knew that it was always really well respected. And um, when I also worked with the high risk families, many times um, we you would have issues uh, that if you didn't address issues of abuse, especially child sexual abuse, early on, oftentimes that you would see kids go into acting out behavior and then criminal behavior, and then that end up uh, in the criminal justice system. And the Center for Victims of Violence and Crime, what they do is they provide a lot of court accompaniment and support to children and families navigating the criminal justice system. And we hope that uh, the work that we do uh, by addressing victimization right away, we hope that we um, break that cycle of that person uh, continuing to be either a victim or a perpetrator of violence. And I was always impressed with uh, this agency, and so I had an opportunity when an opening came up to apply for it, and I've been here 12 years, and I'll tell you what, it does not not seem like 12 years. I guess that's how you know when you're at the right place. Um, it really literally seems like about a year or two. Oh, you know what? Um, I know exactly what you mean because that's how it is with me. Here I am at Bender Consulting. I've actually been in executive search employment, I mean, for like 30 years. Yeah. But with Bender and Disability, my formal company, I started 14 years ago, but I really have been in this for 25 years. Wow. And you know what? It seems like it was just yesterday. Yeah, it's really um, the field of what I what keeps me excited about the field of uh, victim assistance is it's relatively new. It keeps on growing, and it's really uh, continuing to grow along. We're finding out more and more uh, what research is informing us about how important it is to uh, reach out to those impacted by crime and violence. And what I've learned a lot, and you and I have talked about this around uh, p- people with uh, disabilities being at vulnerable uh, to be victims of, of crime, what we find out is that, there, that when, once you're a victim of crime, um, you can lose your confidence, uh, you can, um, you can, your finances can get all messed up because you become depressed and you can't get, go to work. But what also you and I have had lots of discussions, uh, we're also finding out that uh, we, different assaults and physical injuries that may look like they're clearing up, actually long-term impacts we're just finding out could lead to the early onset of epilepsy. Um, this, uh, a lot, all the forms of seizure disorder, but also uh, later on long-term physical and uh, emotional disabilities that don't show up right away. Mm-hmm. So that we, I, why I like this field is it's constantly evolving and growing, and what we are finding out that intervention matters um, because it's actually a form of prevention. So our message to anybody out who's listening and, and all your loyal listeners, uh, if, if you or a family member have been a victim of violence and crime, please reach out to the, the nearest uh, victim assistance agency in your area. And actually on our webpage, um, our webpage, cvvc.org, we have a listing of all those across the nation. Mm-hmm. So, but... Um, 
that's that's what I think keeps us on our toes is because we're we're constantly finding out new ways to help people. Um, we uh, are working daily to transform the criminal justice system to be more victim sensitive. You know, 30 years ago when this uh, profession started, you know, believe it or not, that some rape victims weren't even allowed to come into their own trials. I mean, can you imagine that? So we have come a long way in a 30-year period. Oh, that, you know what? Is that unbelievable? Oh, it's really unbelievable. Uh, victims uh, never had the right to even be notified. Um, the whole focus was on who committed the crime and how that person should be punished rather than who was the victim and how the victim was harmed. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I know you're right because I was mortified. I was so upset when I was speaking the other day to Dr. Steve Schachter, who is on our national board and uh, from Harvard and has been a phenomenal leader as an epileptologist, and when he reminded me that with violence, that how many women he has um, met with as a doctor who have been raped after having a seizure. That that you you taught me that, and um, uh, that still those those statistics and learning more about the vulnerability of of uh, people with disabilities is it's just unbelievable, and 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 crime and violence has a uh, has a tremendous impact on the vulnerable uh, among us children, the elderly, um, but it's just, it's just amazing. One of the things also that, that they are now um, uh, basically looking at violence as a public health issue, and I want to tell you why that really makes sense to me, because sometimes all this can get so depressing and overwhelming, you know, you want to run from it, like there's no way to solve it. We can solve public health issues. Public health issues require all of us coming together with prevention and wellness strategies. And we really have to tackle uh, violence uh, as such, uh, uh, as a public health issue, because it does impact us all. And you were talking about statistics. Uh, One in three women will be sexually assaulted in their lifetime. But, Joyce, do you know that uh, uh, less than 30% of rapes are reported? So th- that would be like if no one's ashamed when they say they've had measles. And, and so if we're going to look at this as a public health issue, then we need to start to – nobody wants to talk about these issues. Well, if you, if you don't talk about these issues, then when something bad happens to somebody, um, our culture doesn't um, support them or reinforce to them that it's okay to come forward and say what's happened to you. And so we have, we have so many walking wounded out there. Uh, if you had a bad cold, you wouldn't be embarrassed to call a doctor. Um, if you broke your leg, if you fell down steps and broke your leg, you'd seek help. We have to get into all of our heads that violence is a public health issue, and there's services and treatment available, and we have to work together to to really uh, provide the strategies um, to uh, end this public health threat to all of us. We've done it with smoking. We've done it with uh, so many other uh, things in a short period of time. And we can, I know the longer I'm in this field, I know that it's going to take a while, but I know that if we all look, looked at this through the, the lens of a public health issue, that, 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 that we would make better strides. Give me that before we go to break. What is that, what is that again? One in three. 
one in three women will be sexually assaulted in their lifetime. Um, now, here, here's, why, here's what I want to say about this. As you notice, she also said that many do not report this, which means that, you know, it could be far worse, although mm-hmm. that's bad enough. Mm-hmm. Here's what it, I want to say. If you're listening mm-hmm. to the show today, do not keep this a secret if you need help. If you have been a victim of crime, if you have been abused, if you have been sexually assaulted, you deserve to be helped. You deserve it. Don't let that person keep assaulting you or you not doing anything to help yourself. Now, what is your website again, Stephanie? It's www.cvvc.com. Dot org, and we have a toll-free helpline number. And what is that? one 2882 And one other thing, there's nothing wrong with you. Remember that. Right. That's a good nothing point. Nothing wrong with you. Yes. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Uh, there's so much shame, and people start... Uh, uh, criticizing themselves, they you know they shouldn't have gone to that party, or or why didn't they see this coming? You got to stop that right away. Um, drop it, drop it, drop stop it. it. Pick and up we're, the we're phone. We're going to talk about call. it even more as soon as we come back from break. But right now, you have been listening to Joyce Bender on Disability Matters at VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back with Stephanie Walsh the executive director of the Center for Victims of Violence and Crime. Don't go away. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, Jack, you got a sec? Jack, your hair's on fire. Yeah, I know. I, I just need to finish the sales report, and then I'll lie down for a bit. But shouldn't I? No, I'll be fine. You wouldn't ignore this, so why ignore the signs of a stroke? If you or someone you know suddenly has trouble speaking, seeing, or walking, call 911 right away because time lost is brain lost. To find out more, visit www.strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE. This message brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Dimes are shiny and round. Nickels are also round. This 28-year-old woman may sound a little strange to you and me, but to her three-year-old daughter, she makes perfect sense. Pennies are round, too. They are. When you talk with your child, you build vocabulary, and learning starts long before school does. So follow their lead. Take everyday moments like an errand at the bank and turn them into learning moments. Dollars are rectangles. I like dollars. (laughs) Turn everyday moments into learning moments. For more tips, go to bornlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. Hey, if you just joined us, we have as our guest today Stephanie Walsh, Executive Director of the Center for Victims of Violence and Crime, and she is such an awesome person. I know her. I think the world of her. And listen, if you know of anyone that has been a victim of a crime, you better run and tell them to come back and listen to this show that you know is archived on Voice America and on BenderConsult.com. One thing, Stephanie, we were talking about when we went to break is that if you are a victim of a crime, such as sexual assault, uh, there's nothing wrong with you. And and as you were just mentioning, people frequently think it's their fault. Is that correct? Exactly. Exactly. And uh, and when you pick up that phone uh, to make that first phone call, all you have to do is be able to tell your story, to say what happened to you. That is, that's all. If right now, you know, Joyce, we we take um, uh, thousands and thousands of helpline calls a year, and we well, actually we take over three thousand helpline calls for our county, Allegheny County here in Pittsburgh, just on sexual assault a year. And so, if you're wondering, like, well, what does the other, what does the person say on the other line? We just we just help you say what happened to you. That is that is where you start. You just say what happened to you in your own words, and um, and it's just telling your story. And I can assure you that if you call our helpline and any other victim services helpline across the nation, no one will judge you. Listen, we we know all, what all happens, and. Um, I think what what the more and more people when we talk about understanding violence and this prevalence, I think if, if more and more people realize that choice, I think then family members um, uh, would be more supportive of people too, of their own um, family members coming forward. We do a lot of community seminars, and one of the things afterwards when we say what what's changed your mind today, what how have you been changed today, and and many people say, you know what, this is how I've been changed. If any niece or nephew comes to me and, say, and says they've been sexually abused or uh, uh, taken advantage of by anyone, I'm going to believe them, and I'm going to help them do something about it. That's a major change because more than often, uh, you know, you, people say, oh, that really didn't happen to you. You know, uh, that couldn't have happened to you. And, 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 um, and so many of adult survivors say that they have tried to tell people at an earlier age um, but no one believed them, or they got the impression that their story wouldn't be believed. That's, yeah. that's the cultural change. That's the sea change that we have to have uh, take place when you view violence as a public health issue. That's how you start viewing all this a little, uh, viewing this differently. And that the, it allows you to hear those subtle messages that people around you are trying to figure out, can they tell you, can they trust you with their story? Right. And you know, I heard a young woman saying that her her family didn't want her to tell anyone she had been sexually assaulted, but they didn't want her to tell anyone because then, you know, 
no one would want her. Right. Okay, I have two like comments you're damaged. about this. Two comments. Number one, to the family. You are telling your child, your daughter, or sister, that there is, or wife, that there is something terribly wrong with them. And you know, if you tell this enough to your daughter or your sister, you know what could happen? You find that person not with you anymore. Because that's a lonely road to go down when you've already dealt with trauma. It's right. horrifying. And then someone tells you it's your fault. You need to be ashamed. You could lose that person. Just remember that. And to the person, if you're listening to the show right now, you know what I say to you when people say, well, then this man may not want you. Why the heck would you want him? Right. <laughs> Why? Why would you want to be with someone like that? Because truly a good person, a person of integrity and character, would never feel that way about you. So why would you want to be with that person anyway? So, you know, you need help. That's what to remember. What do you think about that, Stephanie? Oh, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, I, I think that uh, uh, we, we've seen people, um, women uh, and men, but predominantly women, stay in relationships uh, where they've lost their confidence, their self-image is so low, and they didn't realize that they had choices, and uh, they thought they were damaged, or they thought that they were ashamed of what happened, and all that leads to is bad, more bad news. It leads to um, poor health, mental health, emotional health, poor spiritual health. Um, it's it just it doesn't lead to anything positive, and. Uh, it's overcoming that fear of um, taking that first step uh, by starting to talk to someone. Like all of our services are confidential, um, and just to help people um, sort through things. And we we don't tell people what to do, other than we we do ask them to place the call. But it's amazing um, here uh, having having a neutral person. Um, help you process your story and help you process your options really uh really can make uh make a difference and um and that's why we stress wellness uh so much because it's taking that journey towards uh, uh health and um and you, you, we see people that are transformed i mean we we see people that when they're at the other end of this and even though recovery and this wellness journey is hard, but people look younger. They look they look like they're, the burden's been taken from them. Um, some of the most dynamic people I work with in this agency, Joyce, and I know you know a couple uh, on our agency and on our board, have are uh, are those wonderful survivors that uh, they they've been through the journey. Um, they've 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 gotten their wellness and their health together. They found they found mean, meaning in their life after the hor- horrific uh, incident that they had to live through, and they there's no stopping them. They are some of the most dynamic people I know. So well, they are, they're, yeah. So they're, they're so, some of the strongest people you will ever meet ever. Yeah, you know, they they are out there making a difference. They are they're out there making a difference. And by the way, I know I mentioned women. I also know there are men who are attacked by other men or who are raped, no matter who you are, you need 
to call. I don't care who you are or what has happened to you. You need to call. So I'm really glad that that we got to talk about that. Stephanie, um, I'm going to change the subject. Okay. One thing I wanted to talk about that is not a happy topic right now anywhere in the United States is what the economic decline has done to the not-for-profit agencies. And well, it, it you know what I what I worry about, Joyce, is um, you're gonna have hard times that you get through. But when you get go through times that are too hard, sometimes what, what I'm worried about is the infrastructure of agencies can be damaged to the point where it'll take years to come back, um, and some of them won't come back. And I think that when you work in, uh, like I've been in social services for all these years, we we perform a vital service. That maintains uh, that maintains public safety and safety net uh, services uh, to a significant uh, population, and um, I don't think that people realize that when that that safety net, when the infrastructure of that safety net starts to crack, there's nothing under us. I mean, we're so social services help um, keep the fabric of our society together. Um, and um, sometimes we probably don't advocate enough on our own part to educate people about that. But uh, there's a, a small community, one community part of uh, Pittsburgh, just this one one smaller community. I had four nonprofits close uh, today, and they, you know, daycare, adult education, uh, literacy. Um, uh, some a mental health uh, community mental health uh, clinic um, that impacted uh, it was like uh, over a hundred individuals at each of those uh, from a you know a small square a couple square miles of um, the, the one community that is not good news because that community uh, uh, now has the most vulnerable among them. With no safety net, with no, you know, uh, with with no, with these are wonderful agencies too that uh, provide this service on a daily basis. When you have daycare centers uh, that are closing, um, do you realize the, the the businesses that are impacted, the the people's work schedules are impacted now, and um, and then that affects their employment. Um, it's just a cycle. We're all so connected. Um, but nonprofits play a crucial role in the quality of life uh, that we know here in America. Um, and sometimes you only think of the nonprofits like these huge uh, health insurance or hospitals or huge universities. Uh, nonprofits can be a couple, a couple people employed here to thousands employed there. We're a significant um, source of jobs. Um, we employ a lot of people. And through the employment of all those people, we pay a lot of taxes. So we're a vibrant part of society, and what what happens in this time is we're weakened. And um, I just I worry that some of us are going to be weakened to the point where it's going to take us years to bounce back. Our agency will make it through it, um, but we're one of the larger ones, Joyce. And um, uh, and but I know, I know uh, we had we have domestic violence shelters, uh, the smaller ones 
in uh, some of the other counties are, are having to close their doors. Um, you know, that, that just doesn't make sense. And we just... Um, that is so I, terrible, all yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah I see, when I you're just, listening, remember, folks, when someone comes up to you and they say, oh, they've had to close these not-for-profits, and you're thinking it isn't any big deal. Oh, yes, it is. It is. There is a man or a woman who had a job who can no longer go to work because that daycare center is gone. There right. is a woman that was going to a shelter that has nowhere to go now. And mm-hmm. guess, what do you think all these things end up becoming at the end? And, and you know, uh, Joyce, uh, one of the other things that we know the statistics are in, uh, there is, uh, with the downturn of the economy, um, our national coalitions uh, against rape and against domestic violence are reporting increase, increased statistics on domestic violence and rape. And I can tell you that our nonprofit... Uh, we we see uh, close to about 10,000 people a year, unduplicated uh, individuals a year. And we had, um, uh, from, la- uh, from uh, earlier this year, last fall and earlier this year, we're going to be doing our statistics again. In a six-month period, we had a 36% increase in calls to our helpline, just to our helpline. And we're seeing inc- uh, those increases are going across all forms of crime and violence um and and i mean that is so that is terrible and you know what we're going to talk about this more i have to go to break but make sure you're listening to this part it is so critically important we are talking to stephanie walsh the executive director of the center on victims of violence and crime and this is joyce bender america's voice on Disability Matters at VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grumberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Dimes are shiny and round. Nickels are also round. This 28-year-old woman may sound a little strange to you and me, but to her 3-year-old daughter, she makes perfect sense. Pennies are round, too. They are. When you talk with your child, you build vocabulary, and learning starts long before school does. So follow their lead. Take everyday moments like an errand at the bank and turn them into learning moments. Dollars are rectangles. I like dollars. (laughs) Turn everyday moments into learning moments. For more tips, go to bornlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. 
host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. If you just joined the show, this is a very important show. This is a show you need to tell other people about because we have as our guest today Stephanie Walsh, the executive director from Center of Victims of Violence and Crime that I am so honored to be on the board of. And... Let me tell you why I'm saying you need to tell others about this. We, people with disabilities, are one of the most vulnerable groups to crime. Mm -hmm. We are. We are in wheelchairs. We have an intellectual disability. We are blind. We are deaf. We have epilepsy. We have other uh, situations that put us at a situation where we can be more vulnerable to an attack. So the statistics are in, folks. We are the highest group attacked. We are. And right now, whether you have a son, daughter, brother, sister, mother, father, you need to call them and tell them to go back and listen to this show. Very important. Um, Stephanie, you know, when we were going to break, I don't think people realize sometimes where your funding comes from. Can you go over that for a minute? Yes. Uh, our funding, uh, a portion of our funding comes from, we, offenders uh, pay fines, um, and those fines are collected uh, for the state and also federal uh, crimes that are collected by the federal government. And, and those, from those funding sources, uh, they come back for mandated services to victims of, of um violence and crime. So we have, uh, they're called fine-based funding streams so that they're not taxpayers' uh, dollars, but those that have been convicted of a crime uh, pay pay into this fund. Then we have uh, funding streams that come out of taxes that you pay that I pay. And what we were saying is sometimes what happens is everyone's against taxes, and I, I have taxes taken out of my pay, too. I I think that what we should turn this, sub, this conversation around and demand to see where our tax dollars are going, eliminate the waste, um, get rid of all these pro, uh, the programs that don't work, and educate all of us 
on how how our much of our tax dollars are used for good things. Um, and so I have to tell you sometimes when people say, I'll, you know, as soon as you talk about social services, it's, it's like um, people that don't work and they don't pay taxes. Well, as we said earlier, we're a significant group. Nonprofits put a lot of people to work, and they, they service a lot of people who are at work and who, who, if they didn't have these support services, couldn't keep a job, couldn't maintain a job. And so I'm all – I'm um, – I really would like a, a dialogue to begin with um, demanding uh, our, our government to show us how our tax money is being used because we have tremendous social service programs that do such remarkable jobs that I think the majority of Americans would be very pleased to know that their hard-earned uh, dollars support that. And then I think we need to look at, at some of the waste uh, that occurs, eliminate all that. Um, and so, um, you know, we, we get a, and then we get a, small, a smaller percentage from private donors. And that's something like I know all of us uh, with the economy is impacting, but I don't want people to forget that um, – uh, you also have the power to vote uh, with your with your paycheck. A five dollar donation, a ten dollar donation, a five hundred dollar donation, whatever uh, you can afford. But find a nonprofit that you believe in, because um, we have a we have a group of um, contributors that believe in our, our mission of he- healing trauma, resolving conflict, and ending violence. And it's through those private dollars that we have the flexibility to plug holes. And um, so even though I, I, I go out often and uh, make appeals to people to support our agency, which you can do getting on our webpage, but I also say to, say to all of us, if, if you haven't contributed to a nonprofit, just pick one. Pick, pick a cause that's uh, dear to you, close to you, makes sense to you, and do whatever, uh, whatever you can do. Um, you know, Joyce, I had to lay off a couple positions, and so we have a, a front desk that uh, isn't covered. So all of us, in addition to doing our normal jobs, are trying to, like, cover the front desk. We have, as you know, we have lots of people in and out of our agency on every day. We just had a volunteer mediator that um, called us and uh, said, you know what, I, I have two days to give you, and she's down there covering our front desk. Um, Unbelievable. Because, yeah, because she, she wanted to help some way. And um, so she's giving us two days a week to, to get us uh, to get us through this economic downturn, and that is so vital. Um, being able to greet people, people come into our offices, they they you know maybe for the first time to get counseling. Uh, you know how important it is to have a friendly face and a welcoming uh, hosp- and, uh, hospitable environment. Well, yeah, so, especially um, if you're nervous this, to come to begin with. This delightful. But that, so there's lots of ways. Um, uh, we have a group of juvenile delinquents. Everyone says about juvenile delinquents. Well, guess what? We have a group of juvenile delinquents every August puts on a car wash for us, and they bring in thousands of dollars for us. They get out there all over the county and, um, and wash cars, and ask for donations. So there's many, many, many um, different ways that you can support nonprofits. And um, so if, if uh, uh, I just ask everyone to 
to pick one. And we'd be delighted uh, if you, uh, we have, like I said, a lot of people pick us, but you know what? There are a lot of people have hooked up with other agencies that provide wonderful um, services too. And let me say something, you know, when you're listening to the show right now, and you may be thinking, oh, yeah, right, this doesn't impact me. Um, but it does. It does. Don't let yourself be one of those people that you wait until it absolutely hits you. Because then you'll have a different feeling about how important all these services are. We, so re- we serve. I really I hope see- you listen to that. Yeah, I, we, I see the statistics. I know where our agency is, and we're in every community in Allegheny County. So there is a misconception that uh, this is only happening to those people over there, and surely it's not happening in my neighborhood. Well, you know what? We're in all the neighborhoods. Um, so uh, um, it is yeah, everywhere. You know, you know it's everywhere. It's everywhere, yes. Um, and... Uh, so that's why when we when we go in to do some of our education, no no one can say, well, that doesn't happen here. Well, you know, sex assault, sexual assault and domestic violence doesn't happen in broad daylight in the middle of the street. So um, those are hidden crimes. Uh, so and, and oftentimes quiet crimes, where homicide uh, can happen in the middle of the street in broad daylight. So you hear about that. But we, but we don't hear about, um, you know, uh, the, uh, what goes on behind closed doors. And so, 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 um, so many of the crimes that we deal with that if, and, and uh, happen, what I call, in a silent vacuum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, when you were talking about things that happen um, in broad daylight, I really hate to bring this up, but mm-hmm. uh, that Pittsburgh has been on CNN and the national mm-hmm. news twice in the past, not that many months apart, with the shooting in Pittsburgh of the police officers and then this recent most horrific mm-hmm. shooting at the uh, health club of all those women. Yeah. And, Stephanie, uh, your agency, were you involved with supplying support to the community during either of those? Yes. What We, we work so closely with um, first responders, and our, our focus is, is to uh, get the victims and witnesses and everyone to get information out. And that's all, through all that is our primary message is to anybody that's been impacted because you're right uh joyce there were two horrific situations and um and the impacts are still going on um and uh and and because of the type of the situations you have the immediate individuals that that are uh the family members who lost loved ones and those injured but with both of these um uh, incidents and, and all similar incidents that people are exposed to in other communities. Uh, the community impact is very is very great um, because all of us can identify. Well, all of us can identify with uh, going to a gym, which is um, a healthy thing to do, and putting on your iPod, um, 
blocking out everybody and being in a zone. It's a safe place. It's a sanctuary. It's a timeout for people. We can identify with the fact that uh, we have sisters and mothers and nieces um, that uh, go to the go to these places and that, and that we're and we um, they're good places to go to. Um, uh, we can identify with uh, a public servant um, answering a call where they think somebody is being harmed and being met with being outpowered with uh, firepower. Um, all those men who passed that day have families and coworkers. Um, all the women who were uh, murdered and hurt. In this, in this ball, have families and coworkers and loved ones and friends. So it the the um, the ripple that ripple impact that the network all all the personal and uh, professional networks of all those people ripple out and out into the rest of us, and we that's why um, what I I what I anybody that was that was impacted by those events, um, we always encourage to give us a call or to talk to somebody about it, to reach out to your counselor, to your uh, faith-based contact, to your friends. Uh, We cannot take for granted that... uh, should not take for granted that all all this does not impact us. It impacts us. it 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 impacts us and we hear about it because we're all connected now by technology and we're what we watch things unfold and we can watch um just the aftermath of it it does impact us and sometimes we forget uh we can get uh you know i've had um <laughs> when i used to work with um families directly um you know, teenagers would be having a fit and college students would have a fit because all of a sudden their parents got strict and they didn't understand. And, and when you got to the bottom of it, uh, when you could get the parents to communicate what they're talking to the children, it's because the parents have this extra fear. If you go out, this too will happen to you. So it impacts us in many different ways. And if we don't keep in touch with why we're react, what we're reacting to, um, there, you can get extra frustrated. You can get extra depressed. So, um, that's why we really view violence as a public health issue. It it hurts all of us. It impacts all of us. And even though it happened, you could maybe live on the complete opposite side of Pittsburgh from where that incident occurred. Don't think it doesn't impact you. And um, and that's the message we that's the message we give um, is that we that all this does connect us and. Um, and, and we need to um, to reach out and find out who's hurting around us. And that's the role that our agency plays. Um, no matter what the incident is, uh, oftentimes our message is to go on the radio, go on TV, or go on the on websites to flash our helpline. We work very closely with the uh, county crisis response teams. They know who we are, so they put us in contact with who we need to be uh, with and um, so that's that's the role. That's what we do for a living. And, and you know what? If you're listening right now, I just want to tell you this. Don't think like if you were there but you weren't shot. Don't yeah. think that it still will not have an impact on you. There is this thing called post-traumatic stress disorder, and it mm-hmm. will. 
Yeah. Therefore, if you're listening to the show today and you're thinking, oh, I know, I know what I went through, call CVVC. Let's, let's go over that number again, Stephanie. The um, toll-free number is one eight six 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 four four two eight eight two, and our um, web pay uh, website is www.cvvc.org. We have lo- by the way, Joyce, on our website we have lots of information. We have lots of tips um, for uh, people. A lot of times. We get helpline calls because somebody feels more comfortable calling us because if, if you do have um, Internet um, capabilities, you can go on our website and you can read the tips that we give to parents, um, we, uh, infor- tips we give to um, community members, uh, 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 explaining what our services are, explaining wellness tips. So there's a lot of information uh, on our on our web page um, uh, that p- people have reported have been very helpful. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good, and I would encourage everyone to do that. And while I'm on the subject, you, remember, you know, Stephanie maybe doesn't want to stress this, but I will. During this tough time, as you're thinking of who to give a donation to, I would keep CVVC in mind. You saw the tragedies we went through right here in Pittsburgh. Horrifying. I mean, listen, it impacted the whole city. It sure did. It impacted the United States. It impacted this city. It impacted this city so much that people still are talking about both things and the fears they have. And, you know, I mean, these were shocking events for for, for Pittsburgh. So I am telling you, we always need to be helping this group. When you're thinking of making a donation, don't be thinking, oh, they're wanting someone that can donate thousands and thousands of dollars, so I'm not going to do anything. We'll take $10. We'll take $20. That's right. We'll take $1,000. We'll take (laughs) $10,000. But make the donation. And how do they do that? You can go on our webpage. You can call the help um, call um, the, the web page, you can make it straight on there, um, or uh, our administrative office number is 412-482-3240. Um, and that's, uh, so either way, we have, we have more and more people are giving uh, on the web page, um, but we also, we get it the old-fashioned way with uh, uh, through the mail. And one of the things, uh, we have a, a major um, event each year that keeps on growing and growing. It's very uh, well-received. It's our Peace It Together Community Initiative Peace Partner Awards. Uh, the week um, do the last uh, the last Wednesday in February this year it's February 24th uh, and we honor people um, uh, among us here in uh, the Greater Pittsburgh area that really go out of their way to uh, to do community building and peace building and why we decided to do that years ago is what we saw was violence and crime produces so much fear and it divides us and it isolates us that we realize that that actually leads to more crime. It leads to us dehumanizing each other. It leads to us not being connected. So what we want to do is honor those among us that are still out there keeping us connected. And there's uh, wonderful things happening. Um, just ordinary citizens uh, uh, putting together community events, uh, reaching out to youth, 
just ama- amazing things. And so we honor, uh, we no- there's a nomination process. It actually will be on our webpage uh, in the next couple of weeks. And then we honor them uh, once, a, uh, once a year. But we also then promote that whole theme of um, uh, peace building and, and uh, community building. And the other thing, uh, Joyce, um, as you know, is we we ha- we do two hours of uh, live radio a week. Uh, one hour is devoted to wellness strategies, and the other hour is to put community members on to talk about good things. Sometimes we get so bombarded uh, with like the negative news, um, uh, the um, people dying, the you know shootings, the. Um, I mean, you can get saturated with that. What what our Piece It Together uh, radio show uh, talks about strategies and gives gives an example. Someone says, "Well, what 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 do you mean by community building, or how does that help?" Or um, remember the. Uh, you know how, what, though you are right. I mean, it's good to have both. And I want to mention, I've been on, and I think it's fantastic. Yes, you have. Uh, but I also know Stephanie that. Oh my goodness, this. See, every time I have Stephanie on, I never get through all the questions. (laughs) I know we're almost ready to close the show, but I wanted to ask you if you have a quote you would, I mean, a a message you would like to leave with our listeners. Uh, uh, There are solutions, and there's a way out of this madness. So uh, violence, if you look at violence as a public health issue, it helps... um, it helps move people towards solutions because this, these subjects are hard, they're heavy, and they can um, paralyze people. They can keep us isolated from each other. Uh, violence is a public health issue. We've ta- we, we know how to tackle public health issues. If we put the right strategies together and the right resources together, uh, we will get out of this madness and we'll all work towards health. Individual health, family health, and community health. We we will. We'll make it. We will. Remember what Gandhi said, nonviolence is a weapon of the strong. And that is so true. You've been listening to Joyce Bender on Disability Matters at voiceamerica.com. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.